Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I am so excited to be back with you again. I have really exciting news. The end of the month, July 2019, I'm going to be doing another workshop. You, me, and a group of people will be doing live coaching in an online environment. It's going to be another mindset workshop. So if you want to sign up, go to the link in the show notes. There's also a link on the website where you can sign up and join. And it's going to be a small group of people I'm going to work with and help you learn how to manage your mind and practice managing your mind so that you can live in this place of freedom from all the brain juice drama that I'm going to even be talking about later today. The stories that we tell ourselves create so much of our pain and suffering, and we contribute to it because of the stories that we tell that often aren't true. So join me on July 25th, but sign up now. Link is in the show notes. All right, I'm here to talk about one of my new favorite things. Now, here's the thing. This is a bit of a uh, me sharing because it could have been a shame storm for me many, many years ago, especially growing up is that I just, I really love TV. I love TV and I used to have a lot of shame about it. And there was a time where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm too, you know, that's just not intellectual enough. I shouldn't be watching television. And I went through college really without watching television and it was fine because I was busy and I had a lot of fun. And then over the years in the last, I don't know, I can't tell you how long, but in the recent years, I've noticed that a lot of the television shows have been just awesome. The scripts have been written really well. I like the stories and I like the longevity. I think that's just a, uh, it's a value of mine. I like sustainability and longevity versus just like oh, a two hour, 90 minute movie. And then you're done with the story. I like the storyline to go on. Anyway, so there was a show that was on, and I guess it was on ABC a, a few years ago, and I kind of watched it. It was interesting. It was a little weird. There were some weird parts of it, but then it kind of disappeared. And just recently, a friend of mine had posted this show on Facebook. And I'm like, wait a second, is that the show? And she said, why, yes, Netflix is now doing the show. I was so excited. So there's 10 episodes now on Netflix at season three but it is a show called Designated Survivor. And I tend to like these kind of shows about government and uh, about leaders and about values and the difficult decisions that leaders have to make. And again, the show started out, it kind of got a bit weird and there's a lot of conspiracy theory in it as well. But I, I like the the situations and the leadership and the values that are driven. And I really like Kiefer Sutherland. And I remember back years ago, I don't know if he was even the century, but I used to watch 24 with my husband and I just liked him. Like he was so committed to our country and to the greater good. And so anyways, Kiefer Sutherland carries on. So if you're looking for a show to watch, highly recommend season three. It's only 10 episodes. So if you haven't watched one and two, it's all on Netflix now, but it's a fun summer watch and I really, really enjoyed it. So that's my sharing with you about one of my favorite things. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about today's show topic, ghosted by your friend. Now what? 
So maybe you don't know what ghosted is. And I didn't know until a few years ago when this happened to a girlfriend of mine when she was dating a guy. And ghosted is when somebody just disappears on you. Like they send you a text or a phone call or say, we're going to get together. And then they disappear and you reach out to them and you hear nothing and they don't respond. And frankly, and this may sound a bit judgmental, but I find it to be a very um, cowardice way to end things. Like why not just have a conversation like, and and I'm going to talk about that today, but people often do this and we do this in our friendships too. And how do I know this? Because I've had it done to me and I've been coaching a lot of clients on this issue recently. So I decided to do a podcast episode about what happens when you've been ghosted by your friend. And the first area that I want to talk about is when this happens, when you start to notice that your friend hasn't responded to a text or, you know, a phone call or social media or anything, and there's just been silence on their end, the first thing I invite you to look at is what do you make this mean? And specifically, what do you make it mean about you? And typically with my clients, what they do is they go, oh, I'm too much. Ooh, I said the wrong thing. Or they use it as further evidence that they don't belong. And here's the thing, like on the outside, my clients look like they've got it all together. They're successful. They may have a great marriage, like whatever it may be that your standard success on the outside. But on the inside, we all have these voices that can beat ourselves up, that can tell us in one arena or another that we're not good enough. And it depends on where your trigger arena is. So friendship can be an arena. For me, it can be cooking for dinner parties, right? Knowing what arena it is. For some people, it could be around the areas of arena of money. Um, For some people, it can be like sports or like, you know, they could be triggered going into pool. So today we're talking about the arena of friendships, of girlfriends in particular, but not a romantic relationship. So girlfriends. So be really clear about what do you make it mean? And then I invite you to consider what else could it mean that this person's ghosted you, that they've disappeared? Do you ever think what may be going on with the other person may have nothing to do with you? Now, I'm not saying like, let's go into their business and be in their business, but we get so attached and we get so good into blaming ourselves, And that's that drive of shame that happens and that it's our fault and we've done something wrong and we beat ourselves up and we don't even have our own back. Again, one of the reasons that I like that show, like Designated Survivor, because it's about how do I show up and owning the responsibility of who am I and what am I going to stand for and noticing when we're out of alignment with our values. So what else could it mean when your friend ghosts you? And here are some examples. It could be, maybe she's busy and she's hit her capacity. Maybe she doesn't check her voicemail. (laughs) And I laugh because I don't know, recently, I think it was when I got my latest iPhone um, and I was setting up the voicemail and I just hate voicemail. Like there's so many different messages, machines out there. And I thought, oh, my cell phone is really my private phone number. And I can't, I don't want to promise like, oh, leave a message and I'll get back to you because I really suck at getting back to people. It's not that I don't care about you. I've just really hit my capacity with this sort of thing. So when I was setting it up, I said, you know, this is Corinne. You can choose to leave a message. I may or may not get back to you. I think something like that. I'd have to go back and listen to it. And oftentimes people will laugh and they'll just, if they do leave a message and I find people don't as much anymore anyways. 
And I had a friend that was really upset. She thought it was quite rude that I left it, but I was really clear, like I may or may not. And that's very different than remember back in the day, like I remember when I would get a message, a voice, not a voicemail, it was an answering machine with that little tape. And it was in college or somebody would leave a message and you get it and you'd be like, Ooh, I've got to get back. Well, back then, how many different pings did you have in your life? There were very little messages to respond to. And these days we get so overwhelmed with emails, Facebook messages, DMs, text messages, voice messages on different machines, different, you know, work voice messages, home voice messages. There's constant pinging for our attention. And frankly, I suck at it. It doesn't mean that I don't care about you, but I suck at it and I will get back to you. But it could be that your friend is ghosting you, or it could be that your friend just sucks at voicemail and hasn't been really clear with you that she just sucks at voicemail. The other options that could be of why your friend has ghosted you is she's going through her own shame storm. Maybe her marriage is unraveling and she has so much shame about it because her and her husband are this upfront, you know, like this couple that everybody's like, of course they would never happen. Right. And that's happening. Maybe there's job problems. Maybe they've been laid off or they didn't get the promotion or they think that everybody's judging them. And again, these are all the scenarios that I'm constantly coaching my clients around throughout the day of what they're going through in their own struggles, right? And how they will then hide in their own lives, not because they don't care about the people, but how they'll hide. It could be that she has health issues. Maybe there's been some sort of health diagnostics that happened and she's retreating and hiding within. We are also in this thing called the sandwich sandwich generation. I can't tell you how many people, including myself, have we're raising kids and we're also involved in the caretaking of our older parents or in-laws. So we're constantly being compressed on both sides of I'm taking care of my children and I have to be making these hard decisions about my parents. Maybe your friend is having parenting struggles. There's a lot of shame about what her child may or may not be doing. And so her way is to retreat. Or maybe she just believes that she's too busy and too overwhelmed. Because like I said, there's all this pinging for our attention all day long. So that may be what's going on for her. And maybe she doesn't know how to be a friend. And maybe she just doesn't want to bother you. And she feels that she would be bothering you. So those could be all the other options besides the story of you're not enough or that you're too much or you said the wrong thing. So you have these stories. There may be other examples. And until there's clear communication, you're not going to know. And instead you run around with your head of all this brain juice drama or my latest favorite phrase is mindfuckery. (laughs) just goes on and on and the stories and the beatings, right? And that's just what happens and why I'm doing this mindset workshop to help you calm those brain waves down. So when you expand on the possibilities of here's what it could be, maybe there's your part in it. Here's maybe what she's going through. Do you feel less shame? Do you blame yourself less? Do you beat yourself up less? I hope so. Because there's many different options. And until you have a courageous conversation, you're not going to really know the truth. And that's also if not only do you have to be courageous, but your friend has the ability to be courageous. And my friend, I have some bad news for you. Not everybody is willing to be courageous. 
And while authenticity is this great big buzzword and we talk about being authentic and we want to be authentic. And actually that was one of the things in Designated Survivor about like, oh, you know, Kiefer Sutherland's, uh, I guess his President Kirkman was really authentic and led this authentic campaign. But really everybody has their capacity and their continuum of what they can be authentic with. So the most important thing is really that you own your part and check in and trust whatever information they give you and let it be at that. If they can't give you the truth, that's not your burden to bear. So what do you want in a relationship? That's the next thing that you need to be clear on. What do you want in a relationship, whether it's in this relationship or to fulfill another relationship? So like I said earlier, there's all this story making and we tend to turn the stories on ourselves. We tend to beat the crap out of ourselves instead of saying, okay, here's what's going on. Here's the story in my head. This is what I see. This is what I'd like. There's a gap in it. Let me go and discuss if we can close this gap or maybe we're not a fit. So we need to let go of that story making. We actually need to increase clear communication with the other person. Because oftentimes what creates a lot of problems is there's very little or no communication and there's too much approval whoring going on. Maybe you're approval whoring. Maybe your friend is approval whoring. If they're ghosting you, they're probably not approval whoring, but it could be that when they with you, they approve a whore and then they have to retreat (laughs) away. That's another option that happens. So we're being who we think other people want us to be instead of being ourselves. And that takes a lot of energy. So my question for you, and I invite you to get a piece of paper. If you need to hit pause on this podcast right now, you can, then just come back to it because you want to do this exercise is look at what are you looking for in friendships? Is it something that you want to talk? You want to text? You want social media? I find it interesting because how much talking do you do on the phone these days? I tend to talk a lot because I'm coaching clients and I notice I don't talk a whole lot with friends. I love face-to-face communication. Texting is great. (laughs) If it's like an invitation for coffee or lunch or a walk. Um, but texting, like, you know, recently my mom was ill and people were texting me, but it was, I was like, wow, I would have just loved a phone call, but you know, we're in this texting area. Social media is kind of for me fluff, but what is it for you? Some people love that connection there. So knowing like what it is that you're looking for, what's the frequency that you would like in this relationship. And think about with this specific person, because with different people will be differently, right? Like in my family, I love the fact that we come together at night, we have family dinner, you know, there's some interaction and conversation and whether it's with my kids or my husband, but I like that daily frequency. I don't have the capacity for that for a whole lot of people because of all that I have going on. So know about that. Like I used to have a weekly coffee date. I loved having that weekly coffee date. It was awesome. And then know what is your frequency. There's not any right or wrong. It's knowing about what do you have in this time frame of your life right now to give and what do you desire? Now, are you looking for group friendships where you all show up kind of like my version of sex in the city and Sunday morning brunch that I used to pine for, except I don't want to wear high heels. And I wasn't going to leave my family back then when they were little on a Sunday morning, we could all be home. Or do you want one-on-ones with friends? And it's okay. What is it that you really desire? What is it that lights you up? And then here's something that's really important. Who sets things up? Do you both set things up? Is it one person does it all and you're okay with that? Who sets things up? Think about that. What kind of things do you do together? 
go out for meals? Do you exercise, have movement? Maybe you go for a walk and talk, coffee. Do you like to go to events? Do you like to do outings? When I was originally thinking about this, I didn't put this in there. And then I realized maybe you like to go shopping together. I mean, that's obviously not on my to-do list necessarily, but maybe that's something that you love to do. What are the types of things that you love to do and with different people? And is it something where you include your families or is this girlfriends only? One of my clients really likes when she or her friends check in with her, just send a text, check in with her. Is that something that's important to you or is that something that's not? You know, I know with my husband, he's got some really good friends and, and he goes off and they're, they're very tolerant of him and his, his crazy schedule, but he doesn't need them to check in, but he does love when they come up in the game or they go on their guys trips or they do some stuff or they bring their families together, but he wouldn't actually appreciate somebody like texting him while he doesn't have a cell phone. So somebody emailing him every day and saying, Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you contacting me? But like I have a client that loves that. And that's something that's really important to her. There's no right or wrong. There's your preferences, your style. But here's the thing that's really important is that you have to let people know that it's important to you. And then are they willing? Is that something that they are aligned to also do? And they're like, oh yeah, I love to do that. Or, oh, I hate to do that. So paying attention to that. Is it important to you that your friend is there for the hard stuff? And not only the hard things, but also the good times. I was so fascinating in 2012 when the Olympics were going on and there was so much excitement when Scott made the Olympic team. And for those of you that don't know, uh, my husband's athlete made the Olympic team in 2012 and my husband wound up leaving for six weeks. And it was actually like, I kind of really pushed him out saying that he needed to go support Scott, myself and a bunch of other people said that. And so he was, you know, in Europe And it was so much excitement and it was so fascinating because I realized at that point, I'm like, it's really lonely at the top because some of the people in my life really backed away. And a lot of it had to do with, they didn't want to impose. They knew I had a lot on my plate and also how lonely I felt at that point and who showed up. So maybe it's being there for the hard stuff, but what about being there for the good stuff as well? And paying attention for you of what is it that you want from your friends? Do you want them to be there for the good stuff? Do you want them to be there for the hard stuff? What is it that you want? Now here's the trouble area. When we don't communicate the visions or the desires that we have, and it's not about like, oh, let me just expect this from you and test you out. It's just about saying, hey, these are the things that I would love for you to be at. Like I came up with the saying a long time ago is that it's an invitation. It's not an obligation. I would love to have you at this and don't worry. Like if you can't come, we'll be okay. Just know I'd love to have you and you're not obligated because I learned a long time ago. I don't want people to come under the pretense of obligation because the energy they bring really sucks. And then it's not fun for any of us. And how do I know that? Because when I do stuff out of obligation, which is pretty rare these days, but when I would, there was so much resentment. And then at some point there was a cost. I'd be snarky or maybe I'd be grumpy at home with my family or be grumpy with myself. It was not worth it to show up out of obligation. So instead, I think of it as an invitation, not an obligation. So when you're communicating this, it's not about, you know, oh, you must do this to then be my friend because now you're going into script, but it's about sharing like these are the things and then seeing what things align with them that the two of you can agree on, right? So here's the thing is if you've shared this, so if you haven't shared this with your friend and your friend has ghosted you, you could say, well, forget it. I'm just not going to be friends with her. And this is what I was coaching a client on recently. 
And then there was confusion because a little message came through, you know, from this other person that had ghosted her. But then if you haven't shared with like, Hey, these are the things I'd like to do with you. Are you interested? Cause the story I'm making up in my head is when you haven't responded that you don't want to be friends with me anymore. And maybe it's not that maybe it's that your friend is going through a difficult work situation or difficult marriage situation and doesn't have the capacity. But until you clarify that story and have that courageous conversation, you're not going to know. And then a lot of resentment and bitterness. And we typically villainize the other person like, oh, they're just horrible or they're this. And we think of all these reasons to try to disconnect our own pain, disconnect our own shame, but it doesn't feel good. Right? So one is, is if you never shared what's important to you. So like, for instance, if you have a friend who is always running 10 minutes late or 15 minutes late and they come and they go, Oh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, Oh, that's okay. And maybe it's okay the first time, but by the 15th, you're over it. And you don't say, you know what? This does become frustrating. Like I love you and I love being with you, but waiting for 15 minutes, the story in my head is I'm not very important or you don't respect my time or whatever it may be. Until you share that with that person, you're letting them treat you in this manner of them running 15 minutes late versus if you say, look, it's really important to me that if we set up a time, I'm going to block off stuff to be there on time. And I would love for you to be there. And if not communicate with me, because there's other things I can do at that time. And then after over a period of time, if they continue to just disregard that, they've given you information to then make a decision on where you want to go from there. So that's the same thing about when you get clear about what it is that you want in this particular relationship with this person and you share with them with that. And if they continue to show up in a manner or not show up and continue to ghost you, and then all of a sudden come out of the blue when they need something from you and you just feel used and taken advantage of, pay attention to that. Is this a relationship that you want to be with? My Angela has a saying, and I'm just going to take a snippet of it is that people show you who they are. So pay attention. Instead, oftentimes we think, oh, well, this is who they are. But if they really like me, if I'm really good enough, if I'm really worthy, then they will do this and then everything will be okay. But instead pay attention. Maybe they don't have that capacity. Maybe they don't have the same desires that you do. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them or there's something wrong with you. You just may not be a good fit and that's okay. So stop trying to get them to be who you want them to be. Let them be who they are. And then you decide if they're a good fit for you. One of the areas that can be really trouble, really dangerous for ourselves is when you may go, oh, but with other people, this is what they do. They show up on time for coffee with other people, but not with me. Get out of that comparison game. There's so much underneath that you may not know about and it doesn't serve you because it's going to make you just have a whole bunch of mindfuckery and also make your tummy hurt. So get out of the comparison game of how you may perceive them with other people. It doesn't serve you. Instead, going back to, are you good with what they have to offer you? Or does it lead to resentment over time? Will you start to keep score? Are you keeping score of who did what? Is there a high cost to you for having this relationship and maintaining it? And my friend, here's the thing. If the answer is yes to any of these, it may be time to let go of this relationship. The old way of letting go of a relationship is to just stop interacting. It's like, oh, I'm just going to give them the message. I'm going to ghost them. But remember, 
Isn't that why we started this was because we've been ghosted by our friend and now what? And do you really want to treat others the way that you don't like to be treated? My answer for you will be no. (laughs) We may want to for gladiating, but really ghosting people, it's just a painful way to end things. And it's not a courageous way. And instead, what we want to do is have a courageous conversation because we know it sucks to be ghosted. It creates a lot of drama in our brains. And the person that's doing the ghosting, it can, unless you're really good at shutting it down. Cause then you're like, Oh, well I run into them and Oh my gosh. And what will, have, what will she say? And then if you're the person that's been ghosted to is, well, what did I do wrong? And that it's just on and on and on. We use a lot of wasted energy. There's no learning and there's no closure. And so instead I invite you, let's treat others the way we would want to be treated. Really? Let's treat others the way we'd want to be treated. Being ghosted sucks. Don't be it contributed to that. Let's change that. Because as Brene Brown says, clear is kind. So instead, I invite you to close the gap and be the best version of yourself. My friend, this is you being authentic. There's no need to turn your friend into a villain. You two are just no longer a match. And that's okay. Really, it's really okay. Have a courageous conversation with your friend. Share with her what you want in a friendship and the gap that this friendship provides. And it's all okay. Just saying like, this is what works for me and this is what doesn't. And wish her the best. Say that I really enjoyed and I've been so grateful for the three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years of friendship. And I really wish the best for you. And I'm letting you go. However you want to say it, those are some of my words. I invite you to take it, steal it, tweak it, and make it your own. With all of this, I just ask for your benefit that you end things well and that you end things concretely because this, my friend, will be less of a cost to you. It's going to be a shitstorm. I get it. Going into it, you're going to be nervous. You're going to feel vulnerable. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to be like, no, Corinne, let me give you all the reasons. I just don't even need to do it. I'm too busy. I, I get all of that. But really, when you give yourself this, you're going to really empower yourself in your life. And it's not to villainize the other person. It's about having your own back. It's about the message that you tell yourself that you are worthy and that you're going to let something go and go, then go and pursue what it is that you want. So now here's the thing. (laughs) This can also create a bit of drama because as you let this go and that ends well, you're going to be left with some white space. And that can be a shit show in itself because now you're stuck with all this vulnerability. There's uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. And your brain's going to want to say, but Corinne, if you just stayed with this friend, at least it was as good as it could get. And you had somebody in your life and now you're all by yourself. And the reality is you're not all by yourself because you're with you. And why not have a good old fantastic time with yourself, doing what it is that you love, being with yourself, and then maybe connecting with family, friends, or maybe a few friends. And then from there, with this list of what are the things that are important to you, you becoming the deliberate creator in your life and really cultivating friendships that fulfill you instead of accepting for things that are less than what you really desire. Yes, and it will be vulnerable and it's okay. But my friend, when you go out in this space and create it in this way, you will create the relationships that you want. And knowing what are the things that are important to you, it will allow you to look for that 
in the people that you want. When you're stuck holding onto these old relationships that no longer serve you or being ghosted and you have all these stories of what it is that you may have contributed, what you then tend to look for is more of that. And we don't want any more of that. We've had enough. So instead, go on and create the life that you want. So if you've had a friend who's ghosted you, now what? You may have a lot of brain juice drama. Get really clear on what are you making it mean? What are the other possibilities just to kind of expand what's happening? Take an inventory of the friendships you want in your life and then decide, do you want to continue with this friendship? And the one exception I make in there is that, have you shared with this person of how there's this gap in this friendship? Have you had this conversation? If you have, and they're not interested, that is okay. Or, or they can't do the things that you would like that is okay. You can let them go. Or maybe you readjust expectations on both sides, you know, of maybe they can't meet coffee weekly, but they are totally in for an occasional outing once or twice a year. And are you good with that? Or does that create drama for you? So paying attention to that. So you get to decide, do you want to continue with this friendship? Does it serve you? What is the cost to you? Have courageous conversation because that's about you having your own back. That's about you being loyal and standing up for yourself. And it's my version of you being your own white knight and rescuing yourself and be willing to let it go. If it doesn't serve you, it's okay. Let that go and then go create fulfillment in other areas with new friendships and the friendship. Well, that's the process, my friend. So if you've been ghosted by your friend, it's not a problem. It's the now what, and I've given you what's next. If you've been ghosted, there's a next chapter in your life. It's all okay. Go be the deliberate creator you want in your life to create with the life that you desire. And if you want help with this, I really, really invite you. It's an invitation, never an obligation to my upcoming mindset workshop. I'm going to be coaching live online with a small group in this workshop. Join us so you can learn to manage your mind. So you stop the self-sabotage, the self-loathing, the mean things you say to yourself, and instead enjoy your life as you live with confidence and joy. It's totally possible for you, my friend. Link is in the show notes, and I look forward to talking with you next week. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.